0: Usually it's Denny that, you know, asks the probing questions. Yes. And the, the other turno there was sort of hammering Mitch. Denny then just came in on the side at the end. It was beautiful. <laughs>
1: Denny, morning to you. How are you? Yeah, morning, gents. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally the one who's copping the... You're losing, your touch, it, right? You're losing oh, your touch, Denny. You're losing your touch. I'm getting soft in my you are, old, old age, aren't I? What <laughs> happened to you? God. Well, look, I asked, I asked him if he was greedy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty <laughs> tough question. <laughs> he didn't, but I think I think I, I don't know, maybe I approached it a way that Mitch was okay with. Um and I haven't been one of the blokes out there bagging him, but I'm not I'm not gonna criticize in any way George Clark for asking the questions. He's perfectly entitled to ask all the questions. Mm. Mitch is you know, I think the one that uh really annoyed or two questions annoyed Mitchell, one was about um uh, Brad Arthur, yeah. whether he's putting him under pressure yeah. by having to wear all of the, 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 I don't know, the questions about Mitch's future, and the other one uh, I think was interesting was where um, the journalist uh, George said that um, you know at 28 Mitch can't you make your own decision because you have to fall back on your manager, which wow. is you know which is what annoyed him. Uh, look, <laughs> well, I, Clark and I, I
2: had this. Discussion earlier this morning, yeah. Danny. I don't yeah. know whether you heard it. Like oh, we, we, I am
1: actually doing a
2: Pilates class, voice Oh, Pilates. <laughs> How'd that go for you? We'll send the <laughs> Daily Mail around. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mate, not much to see when I'm doing it.
2: <laughs> but we were just talking about, look, Mitch is entitled to handle his negotiations the way that he wants uh, it uh, done. Uh, but where we differed from was the journalist has got every right to ask as well because... Yeah.
1: Mitch I'm did say. I'm guessing Pup didn't think the jazz. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're guessing I stuck up for the
0: players? Surprise, surprise.
1: That's a, that's a wild guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I look, like, I don't mind. I, I, I watched the press conference. Oh, sorry, that's not true. I watched it on Fox 360 last night and saw... Thanks for your
1: support, Pup. No,
0: you're welcome, buddy. In my favourite channel, Fox 360. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and I saw the cut and paste of it. And I just, yeah. I just felt like... I just hope people are not having a crack at Mitch for, you know, for him or, or his manager in taking the time that it's taking because he has every right to do that. He's not—I don't think he's doing anything wrong by taking the time that's required. He, he's in contract; uh, he's got a contract for a certain amount of time. He's honouring that contract. He's trying to play his best footy. He's turned up the training. I know he'd want to be playing better than he was in round one, but I, I don't see. I understand why uh Parramatta fans particularly want to know that he's going to re-sign or are dying to find out that he's going to re-sign. But I don't think he's doing anything wrong. And that, that was my... I feel like it was made out by... I didn't know who the journalist was that continued to ask those questions. That he sort of made me feel that, hang on, Mitch, you're doing the wrong thing by, you know, not telling us what's going on or not, you know, re-signing or not. And even Buzz last night on, on Fox 360, I thought Buzz was a little bit offended that, you know, or made out that um, that Mitch was letting Parramatta down or the fans down by not, you know, just signing the contract. Well, that's not what a contract negotiation's about. And that's why he's, he's got a current contract. He's actually honouring his current contract.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think that, yeah, he, look, Mitch isn't doing anything wrong. Mm. He He's allowed to take his time. Uh, he's, from my understanding, he's got a an option in his favour for next year, which he has to take up by, I think it's round round 10.
0: 10. Round 10, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, he's still got that on his side. So he's still got weeks So I think there's been uh, a level of expectation that he would make an announcement because there was an inference that he would make a decision before Christmas. Then we heard he'd make a decision before round one. So maybe people are becoming frustrated... Uh, through that line of communication, that they feel they're not being respected by by things that he, that are, have in, been inferred in the past. Yeah, okay. and I think that's why there's frustration, and I think that's why there's expectation. If he'd said, "Look, I'm I'm going to decide in April," i you know, I don't think we could be harassing him now, or there'd be less less reason to be asking those questions. But I think because those other things were said, the questions are probably legitimate. Uh, and but Mitch can be you know, cranky if he wants and he can say what he wants. His main thing is, which I asked him about, which uh, didn't cause a kerfuffle, was is he focused and able to maintain a focus? He says he is, and he said he's had a lot of support from Brad Arthur and, in fact, the entire club. So we I, I'm not in those walls every day, Pup, to hear the what goes on. I'm sure some of the players are revving him up because there's a few larrikins in that group. Um, and I think that, you know we're going to probably keep asking till he signs. And Mitch will be up for media, I'd imagine, in a couple of weeks' time again. And maybe we'll have a decision by then. Um, I'd, be, I'd be shocked, though, if he did uh, take up the Tigers option.
0: Now, on 100% footy last night, I don't know how yeah. impressed Gus was when you knew about the Josh Jackson situation and uh, the Bulldogs yeah, I... appealing uh, what is going on. So, so they've had to attribute some of... Uh, Josh Jacksons salary to the cap is that right
1: yeah so it's an interesting one um, you know look no Gus was in a mood last night he was not copying anything I was saying um, <laughs> he was just giving giving it to me at every opportunity he said he's going to use his next podcast to give it to me again so I'm looking forward to that um, look I, I don't I, I found out that um, yeah Josh Jackson there's about 200 grand uh, of his Wage as a uh, he's part of the high performance staff, and that's been put on the dogs' cap, um, which is two hundred thousand. You can probably do something nice to a, for a player or a, a top up, or you know, sign and sign a player if you're in, a, in a, a tough situation. So the dogs aren't happy about it, and Gus revealed uh, when I put it to him last night that they're actually appealing this with with the NRL. So. What happened was Jackson throughout his career was doing a, a course or a degree, I'm not sure which one, to, to qualify him to become a, a trainer and uh, work in that high-performance area. Uh, and now he's taken up a position doing that. But the NRL is saying, well, you know, we want to put that money into the cap because he had a contract for this year and he suddenly retired. So I, I don't know whether the NRL are somehow calling out the situation. That's how it feels to me. And the dogs aren't happy about it. Uh, I don't know whether they're going to win that one. But Gus actually brought up how silly some of the rules are around that area, and and also being able to contract people. And you mentioned you, Loz, uh, because you've got you know the the type with the TAB yeah. and not being able to work for the Mighty Eagles, or and previously with the Tigers. And he questioned you know whether that's a fair rule. And he, I mean he was he was supportive of you actually being able to do it. Uh, an
2: additional job. Yeah, I, Fair I, enough. I, 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 well, I agree with Gus and, and <laughs> not be only awful. because of that, but even with you know what's happened with Josh Jackson, um, I, I can't speak highly enough of Josh Jackson and what he adds to an organization. And I can't understand why that money would not be allowed to be taken off their salary cap, why it needs to be included in the salary cap.
1: Well, they're implying Laurie in some way that they've made him a,
2: retire. Is that what they're saying? Well, trying. made him
1: retire, and you know that's that's a pretty strong implication uh, that by by their actions. That's their actions are indicating that. I don't but, know if they're saying that, but they're indicating that. And um, I, I, around the time of the Jackson retirement, I asked quite a few questions of the club, and they say, and you can only go on their word that they were uh, genuinely surprised by it and didn't. They didn 't plan for it, and if they I think if they were if they knew it was coming, they could have somehow planned for it and made sure this situation didn 't come up at all
2: yeah I, I I agree, and I think if Josh Jackson wanted to play, then he would have been allowed to play and would have wanted to play, but I think he just well, Larry, realized need, that his time was up oh, they they, they do they do going on last week 's game experience. yeah no going on last weekend 's performance they 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 definitely need him um, what about lattrell? Oh, I find him fascinating, Latrell, because he's come out of his shell. Not that he's ever been in it, but I mean, you know, the commentary that he, you know, that, that surrounds him, and all of a sudden, you know, the confidence is there. And I found this one interesting last night when he said that there's cracks starting to appear in Penrith, and I'm <laughs> sure that I'm sure that Penrith would have those comments pasted up around their wall this weekend. Oh, yeah. But I, I love of the fact that someone's confident enough to say that because we don't get enough of it.
1: Reminds me a bit of uh, back in the day when Chuck uh, gave it to the Storm and um, when he was playing for the Dragons, and the Storm came out and won 70 points to 10. What did, I, can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what he said, but, but it, was, it was a comment that didn't, yeah. didn't please the Storm. But, yeah, the cracks, I think he said the cracks in the windshield. So, um, you know, and he said it to Zach Bailey, my colleague at nine, and he said it with a big smile on his face. So he knew what he was saying and he knew the, the impact that it could have in the lead-up to an absolute ripper of a game and you know I guess we've got to look at Penrith and look at their first couple of performances and ask whether they are the same unbeatable force that they have been really for the last two years and maybe almost three years Um, and I guess when you I mean Laurie you know what it's like when you're in a team and players slowly get taken out of it Um, you do lose some of your superpower Mm. and Maybe, maybe they've come back to the pack. In fact, they probably have come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I'm not willing to to back against them too heavily, though, in most games, um, because they've still got a terrific outfit. But for me, I, I just keep coming back to to Appy not being there, uh, and that's not again. I'm not criticising Mitch Kenny because he's just a different player, but it just there's a different feel to the group and the strike weapon of uh, big Billy kick out on the edge as well. So, and you throw in the other players have lost uh, the Burton's and others in, in recent years. I mean, Capewell at, um, at Brisbane and that, yeah, they've lost some good players and it's not easy to, to be on top all the time, but they're, and they've also lost coaches as well. So, mm. but they're, they um, you know, their resolve and their, their connection is still strong. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a legitimate question that or a legitimate statement that Latrell has put out there, uh, and I think that we're all watching Penrith in the same light, aren't
2: we? Yeah, I, I think it is too, because I, 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 I think they're not the same team as what they previously were for a number of reasons: different squad, uh, coaches are missing, uh, and also the last three years. I, I, I know uh, times have changed, but I reckon when you've been on top for so long. Everyone challenges you every week. There's no easy game for you. And there's no easy game in the NRL, but when you're the Premier, you're the benchmark, everyone's coming after you. And with their amazing record that they've had, they're up for every game. And sometimes just the wear and tear on your body takes its toll. And off the back of that, they had a number of players involved in the World Cup last season. So they don't get a full pre-season. They come back underdone at touch. And... All those things happen again, where teams are coming after you. They see you as the benchmark. And eventually, I think it just
1: Where's all catches down. up
2: mm. up with you and it wears you down. You become a bit more fatigued than what you ha- had done previously.
1: Mm. Well, Laurie and, and Puppy, you've both been at the, at the absolute peak of your powers in teams that keep on winning. And eventually, I think, isn't it human nature just that you, you lose a little bit of that edge as much as you don't want to? Mm. It just probably happens that you know the same level of yeah. desire is not the hunger able to be repeated for that long a time. Yeah,
0: and you know you know you got teams. It's 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 easier to chase when someone sits in front of you. It's it's much easier to chase. Yeah. Like you, can, you still get out of bed when you're at the top trying to get better every day. But when you're chasing something, it's 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 right in front of your face. So Penrith has got every team chasing him. Yeah. And, and even now, like I said, I think it was yesterday or this morning. Like they got everyone going at them off the field as well. It's it, they're champions, and in this country, there is tall poppy syndrome. So while you sit at the top of the list, how do we drag you back down? We want we want to normalise you. We want to make you. We like we like that you guys are losing because you've won too much. That's what it's yeah. like here. So they're going to be challenged every single day, on and off the park. And I think the Luai stuff on on the weekend, that's all that is.
1: Hmm. Like, oh, I like I like the Luai stuff. Matt, I know that. I agree. You know, I, I I think I agree. he's a senior player.
0: Yeah, respect. It's what happens at the highest level in sport yeah. in the best teams, and it's not the coach always. Your teammates call you out if you let the team down, or if you expect better, mate. There wasn't one of those big fish that I played cricket with that didn't give me a serve. They made it very clear. If you play a shot that is not the right shot at that time to help the team win, oh, you wanted to walk into the other change room. By the way, I just uh, found those comments from Chock Mundine back in uh, oh, yeah. 2000. He uh, wrote in his newspaper column that the Storm were pretenders who didn't deserve to win the grand final. <laughs> He's sas the, uh, the chalk as well. He's going on SAS. 70 oh, to 10. Oh. <laughs> the only one the chock got uh, right was me running on old legs. <laughs> oh, I love, hey. love him. Love the Chock.
1: Love him. on about that one, Laurie? Oh, oh no. He was right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say anything, even though I was dirty at the time. Like, oh, right right you, didn't He He said, didn't he say school every time
1: he played? Yeah. You stole, one day, you, stole his,
0: you stole his New South Wales number six jersey. Give it wait, back, uh, would you? I remember, I remember
2: one day him and Nathan Blacklock it. Oh, Was that
0: when they were doing the backflips? Oh, no, mate. <laughs> I,
2: that was the, the only game I reckon I ever was really filthy.
0: Oh, just some
2: so filthy. backflips. They were scoring and doing these backflips, and I was like, I just want to take one of them out. I might try and find that to watch that again. I've
1: got to go to the library and look at that one. Oh, they did school just me that laugh. Though.
0: Denny, what did you just make of the up. Dolphins, mate? Unbelievable performance by them, and I think a great story as well for the NRL, to be honest.
1: Oh, I've got egg on my face. Like, I, I yeah, you're not the only one. That, the yeah, NRL. but I've, I've got a fair bit on them. I mean, look, I was saying that they did have a marquee player. I forgot about the old coach, didn't I? <laughs> the old coach just you know, rallying them, having a the siege mentality. They came up with some baloney that he, he was telling them that people were saying they'd never win a game this year. I mean, I don't know where that came from. But it all worked, didn't it? And they, they were fantastic. The Felice Kapusi display was a vintage uh, hard man effort where he just belted the Roosters and showed them who was boss. And it's, it's, uh, I think they're going to try and do got, I think they've got the Raiders this week, was, and, um, up at their, their home ground, um, which will be fantastic as well. And, look, oh, I think it would be good to see them do well uh, I still question some of the signings and long-term whether that some of those older forwards are going to be of value and they're going to run into problems there. But they've already got a couple of really good signings for, for next year. They've got old Wayne at the helm just guiding them. They've got a good young coach. So, you know, maybe we got it wrong by saying that they'd struggle without the marquee player. And I, I for one, will say, yep, yeah, I got it wrong. I thought they'd struggle. But uh, let's see how they go. And I, I was... I was really impressed with the spirit they showed. And it's a credit to everybody in that organisation, the way they played.
0: What do you make of the Joseph Swali'i re-signing there at the Roosters just till the end of 2024?
1: Yeah, um, on the cheap too. We get for the Roosters um, under their their cap and everything else. And um, the interesting one is really going to be whether he stays long-term or not, isn't it? Um, there's no question uh, he would be a fantastic rugby player, and there's no question that rugby are going to go hard for him. It's just a matter of where he sees his future uh, and what sort of money, I guess, is going to be thrown at him because it's going to be big.
0: Any uh, coincidence that Tedesco's off contract at the same time?
1: It's going to be awkward, pup. Mm. I mean, they don't want to. I, I wrote a column about it. Uh, um, a couple of months ago and I was shouted down by everyone because I quoted um, the art dealer, Steve Nastewski, where he was saying that he was the man who brought up Suwali in terms of uh, shaping his career in a big way. He said the Roosters are going to have to make a call on Tedesco. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's a huge thing to say because James Tedesco, in my eyes, has been the best player in the game over the last five years. So it's going to be awkward for the Roosters to see what happens? Tedesco uh, has already started indicating through his management he wants to extend his deal, and any club in their right mind would be saying, "Yeah, I want James Tedesco to finish his career at the Roosters, uh, my club, with me." However, where does Suwali fit in? Or Suwali, sorry, uh, fit in.
0: I have to leave it there, Denny. Have a great week,
1: mate. Thank you. I'm going to go watch that Raiders uh, game, Loz. <laughs> <was. laughs> Find the oh backflips.
2: Find the backflips, <laughs> mate.
1: See you mate. See